The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' chair. Therefore do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. They tie up heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on the shoulders of others. But they themselves are unwilling to to lift a finger to move them. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their fringes long. They love to have the place of honor at banquets and the best seats in the synagogues and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have people call them rabbi. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brothers and sisters. And call no one your father on earth, for you have one father, the one in heaven. Nor are you to be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you will be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Just one thing before I get um, get to the reflection. This week on Tuesday, Wednesday, thir- and Thursday, the bishop has called all his priests together for some professional development. So there won't be daily mass on those days, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, for this week, uh, not here. And, uh, and the chapel, we won't be able to open that on those three days either. Uh, for those looking for daily mass, I believe the, um, nothing is changing in Curtis at the church there. So you can go there for, and find the daily Mass. But here, we won't have any priests uh, for the daily Mass. Anyway, a couple, um, a couple of church parking lot stories. Uh, um, one Christmas, I was helping out in a parish. And Christmas, of course, is very full. Lots of guests visiting the church. And just before the beginning of Mass, um, a family comes in, and they're very frustrated they had to walk a bit of a distance to get into the church. They had to park a few blocks away, and they were frustrated by this. The weather was really poor outside, and they may have had some young children, children with them. And in their frustration, they came up with a bit of an idea to solve the problem. There's the suggestion that those who are perhaps at the ter- present at the church more often throughout the year should get some reserved parking spots towards the front doors of the church, that would solve that problem of their frustration. After all, they were the ones who were around all year round. They were the ones who were maybe helping out in the parish in different ways, contributing to the collection. And so for them, in their frustration, uh, thought that there was maybe a bit of an injustice done in having to face the elements for some time. Well, it's a bit of a story there. We can see a bit of a problem of religion. And the problem of religion is that for some, it comes quite easy. For some, it's easy to come here, or it's easy to pray each day, 
or it's easy to share our faith with others. For some other people, it takes some effort to, uh, uh, to participate in religion. And still for others, it is incredibly difficult. And this isn't a new, uh, this isn't a new um, situation. Uh, in the time of Jesus, who we heard about in, that, in the gospel this evening, uh, Jesus speaking with the Pharisees, and see, he's talking about uh, those who find religion somewhat easy, or even if they have to work at it, they're somewhat successful in living out many uh, religious practices. They may, for them, maybe it comes easy, or they're able to work at it one way or another. The Pharisees lived out some very strict religious practices, almost heroically so. But for others, it was more difficult. And so a divide is found between those who are practicing and those who are visibly seen as not practicing. Here we have a problem of religion, this divide. Comparisons start to be made. When religion is working well, it has the power to bring people closer to God and closer to one another. And when it's not working well, it can do the exact opposite. And so the stakes on religion are quite high, to the point where religion should to be taken seriously. And maybe that's why history is filled with all kinds of examples of individuals, saints, prophets, or otherwise, who have worked to bring renewal to religion. They knew religion was a gift from God. They knew it wasn't just a man-made thing. They knew it had the power to bring lots of people closer to God and to make a real difference in the world. And they were incredibly saddened when that didn't happen. We may have the same situation today where we get quite frustrated or even saddened when our religion doesn't do what it's supposed to do, when it isn't leading people to God as it's supposed to, as it says it's supposed to. What ultimately makes the difference between a religion that's working well and the one that isn't is people. Uh, it's, it's people who live it out. Maybe one of the most obvious forms of people not contributing well to religion is uh, clericalism. Pope Francis speaks out about this from time to time. We have clericalism from above, an example of that, uh, where uh, we may have priests or bishops kind of placing themselves above others. That might be something the Pharisees were doing at the time of Jesus. They were the ones who heroically living out the faith. Perhaps they were placing themselves above others. Remember, um, you know, back when I was really young, a grandmother saying that one of the first things you can do is to make a priest angry. It isn't really. Cler clericalism can come from below as well. Um, Father Darlington and I, we, go to, we went to school for many years to, to learn about our faith and it's easy for others to feel kind of inadequate in comparison for different reasons and maybe say, let's, uh, let's put the best of us forward when uh, sharing our faith or when doing the work of evangelization. And we leave it on the shoulders of those who are maybe considered the most educated or the most holy to do that work of sharing the good news. The problem with clericalism, regardless of how it's, uh, how it's lived out, is that it robs many people of the job of sharing in the work of our Lord. And by that, robs people of 
of being like God, of loving like God, of sharing his love like God does. When people let us down in our religion, we, a temptation is to go out on our own. If people are the problem, perhaps we can stay at home and live out our own religion. After all, we can open a Bible at home whenever we wish. We can pray at home whenever we wish, too. So there's that temptation. The problem, though, is even at home, there's people there, too, even ourselves. And we may be the number one person who lets ourselves down. No, the problem isn't with religion. The prophets, the, the prophets knew this. The prophets were quick to criticize the temple leaders of the time when they drifted from God's ways, but they never encouraged the people to abandon the temple or the practices of their faith. Jesus, too, was quick to criticize the religious leaders of the time of his time for their shortcomings, but he never declared any religious ritual, commandment, or expectation as something bad. No, the big issue Jesus had wasn't with religious observance or laws, but with the failure on, of those who found living the faith easy, uh, a failure, their failure in assisting those who found, who found living the faith difficult. They weren't helping those who needed it. It's another parking lot story. I was a, a guest at another church, and as I drove into the parking lot, there was a sign in the front that said, if you are new here, if it's your first time, flash your headlights. This church had reserved parking spots, but it was for their guests. They encouraged their own parishioners to park at the back of the lot and to give the best spots to those who were maybe only occasionally coming. And I think this is an example of a religion working well, of those who found living religion easy, assisting those who maybe found it more difficult. It was, a, it was an example of people who found their church to be home wanting to make others feel like it was their home too. Well-working religion, that's what the goal is, and that's what Jesus is after. We've been hearing a lot about this gathering of bishops called a synod. Um, the, the bishops from around the world, they're gathering together to talk about how we can live religion well. We've been hearing about pastoral planning locally here. And again, this is an effort to make sure, to make sure we live religion well. We know our faith has a lot to offer people. We know the stakes are high, so we do our best to live religion well. And here's some things we can do. First, we can love our Catholic faith. And if we don't always love the way it's expressed or all of the people in it from time to time, then we can certainly love how God wishes for it to be expressed. We can love how God wishes our religion to be a good practice for living in heaven. Another thing we can do is to be involved in our faith, like uh, our young altar servers here. We can see in their act how even the service of those who help in even small ways helps others who come here to worship and meet God. We can also work to, to live religion well by uh, walking with those who come here. We might even do that in prayer. Um, very shortly, I'm going to call forward those who are preparing for First Communion and Confirmation so we can demonstrate to them our support for them. We're not only going to pray for them, 
but encourage them along the way. It's hard work to get ready for those sacraments. I, I impose all kinds of uh, preparation work on their families. Um, and so for a moment, we're going to show them support here in this church. Hopefully there are some here getting ready for those sacraments. <clears throat> and finally, one thing we can do to live religion well is to aim for sainthood, both, both for ourselves and for others. That is the ultimate goal of what we do here, why we come to meet the one who we call the divine teacher, the, the reason why we come to this place to receive something we cannot receive anywhere else. We ask that this would strengthen us and all who come here to, um, uh, to be a little more like our Lord. God of all, we, your people, gather in your presence, hoping to not only encounter you, but to receive the strength to live as you live. May we be your true disciples these days, building up your church, sharing your good news, and revealing your love to all through our faith. This prayer we make in Jesus' name. Amen.